This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. All right, go with me to the book of Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, now again, you can say, where are we going, Pastor? We're going to faith again. We're going to just keep teaching on faith. And one of the reasons I believe it's very important, the, the Word of God says the just will live by faith. We, we need to learn to live by faith. He, actually, Hebrews eleven six 6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so, we all have a, a starting point, even in this area. This is stuff that me and Shelly cut our teeth on, all oh, 35, 36 years ago. That I began to get taught how to live by faith, and man, I begin to absorb it. And so, it's something that, I continually to feed on those things. I like to say it this way. You get in the Word, you feed your faith, and it'll starve your doubts. Now, when we talk about this, faith comes out of the Word of God. So i got to get in the Word of God to get faith. So I hear the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. But then I must get to a place where I absorb the Word of God. And what I mean by absorb the Word of God, i got to get the Word down in my heart. I got to keep hearing it. I got to keep it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Jesus said in John 15, verse 7, He said, If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you'll ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. So it's just not hearing the word of God, it's abiding in it. The word abide literally means to live in it, to absorb it. Make the word priority in your life. And so when we think about this, it's, it's not just maintaining in the word of God. I actually have to retain it. Part of the way that happens, and I'm just going to quote scripture here real quickly. In Joshua 1 verse 8, he said, get the word in your mouth and then meditate on it. This is something that isn't talked about a lot, but the word meditate actually means to mutter it or to continually recite it. Every one of us in this room, we, we know how to mutter, whether you realize that. And the way we mutter is we say stuff over and over to ourselves. I like to to meditate on the Word. I like to mutter the Word of God throughout my week. Just let it sit on there. Kind of like when you just begin to chew on something. And you chew on it and you chew on it and chew on it. And so when we talk about faith in this setting, I have to understand it's not the faith I did have that matters. It's the faith I do have that matters. So i got to keep getting faith. i got to keep getting in there. Okay. So we begin in Romans 4. We've been here many times. I'm going to start in verse 17. As it is written. Now that's important. My, my faith is a product of the word of God. As it is written. The written word of God is called the Logos. And he says specifically, as it is written. I, Father God, have made you Abraham the father of many nations. Now when this goes forward right there. Abraham's not the father of many nations, but God said, because it is written, this is what I said about you. It goes on to say, in the presence of him whom he believed, in the presence of him who he trusted, God. God is the one who gives life to the dead, and God calls those things which do not exist as though they did. So right here we see this in action Where God says to Abraham, I've made you a father of many nations. 
He's calling something that doesn't exist in the natural as though it did. And if you'll note here that the verse does not say God calls those things that are as if they are not, but rather God calls those things that do not exist as though they did. So something happens when I begin to call or declare the promises that God has said me, even though they don't exist in this natural realm yet, I go ahead and declare them. Now this is a nugget that we got to get a hold of here, okay? Over and over. And so to help us out with that just a little bit, I'm going to read in Genesis chapter number 1. And, and just listen to the word in here. I'm going to read Genesis chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. The earth was without form and void, and the darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said. Then God said. Let there be light. And there was light. So we go back to the face of the earth. There was nothing happening. Nothing taking place. And God said. So in Genesis 1, we literally see God calling something that didn't exist as though he did exist. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. So when we look at the way the worlds were formed, God didn't snap his finger and say, bang. No, God said it. Now, if we were to study Genesis 1, just the whole first chapter of Genesis 1, on 10 different occasions, God said. God said. So over and over in the word of God there, you'll begin to see this that happens over and over and over again. So God is, is speaking these things. And it's a process right here of, of transformation that God literally spoke life and he spoke order into being. So God has been great at calling those things that be not as though they are. So again, we go back and we look at this and many times we say, well, for me to call those things that be not as though they are, I would be lying. No. You know why you're not lying? Because if we go back to the beginning of verse 17, he gave me the key. He said, as it is written. So when we can find what God has written specifically for me and you, we begin to say that about ourselves. We begin to speak those things in our life based off of what? The word of God. Same chapter. Verse number 20. And he, Abraham, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. He did not waver at the promise of God. So we go back and we look. What was the promise? God had said to him, I'm going to make you a great and mighty nation. And so when God said that to Abraham, and we saw that it was written, Abraham had the opportunity, do I believe the word of God? Or do I doubt it? And when I doubt, doubt has the meaning of having a conflict within myself. It's kind of like a tug of war. I've been there where all my circumstances were saying this and pulling on me, but the word of God was saying this. Now, if we'll look right here again, he said right here, but Abraham, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. He didn't stagger at it. So you know what it tells me? Abraham got to a place in his life. He said, I believe what God said about me. 
I believe I can be what the Word says I can be. I can have what the Word says I can have. And I can do what the Word says I can do. How did this happen with him? We'll keep reading there in verse 20. It says, but Abraham was strengthened in faith. He was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Now, when I read that out there, how was he strengthened in faith? Well, he gave glory to God. Why did he give glory to God? Because God had promised him. What's so big deal with a promise? Well, in Hebrews 10, 23, it says that he who promised Father God is faithful. God is a faithful God. He'll do exactly what he says. So, you know what? When you begin to get a hold of the word of God, you start giving God glory. You start saying, I thank you, Father God, for this area of my life that's beginning to take place. And you may say, well, what if it's not happening yet? You keep speaking the word. You keep speaking what was written. And I'll tell you, you begin to meditate on that. You begin to get that on the inside of you. And before long, the word of God begins to take root. I've read the Bible. And all it was was head knowledge. I got it and I would look at it and I'd think, man, this stuff didn't make sense. And then I'd keep reading it. And I'd keep reading it. And before long, I could almost begin to sense the word of God taking root. And I'd keep reading. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so I'd keep reading that. And remember, the word of God there where I said it is written, that's the Logos. The way the word of God really becomes alive in us is when we get over what we call the rhema. You start speaking the word out of your mouth. And before long, there become roots. And before long, you realize something's happening. I believe that's exactly what happened to Abraham. I believe this is what he did. Now, turn with me to another great passage on faith. The book of Hebrews, chapter number 11. Hebrews, chapter 11. What am I saying? Just stay with the word. Keep getting in the word. You feed your faith and you starve your doubt. Just keep getting in the word and keep getting in the word. Keep speaking those things. And God will move. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The New International Version, it says, for the word substance, it says, it is being sure. So we've got to really understand the word. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. That word substance right there means a realization. It means the assurance, the confirmation. Here's the best one to me. It's the title deed. It's the title deed. So when you got the title deed, that says, it's mine. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen with the physical eye. So now we got to go here and we got to understand what that word evidence. Evidence means being the proof of things not seen. So when we put this together here, my faith, which he says faith is, faith is a product of the word of God. So when we read this here, my faith is my title deed. The word of God is my title deed. Even though I don't see things with the natural eye, I can believe God that's going to happen. You know why? Because faith is based on God said it. God said it. Now, I believe we can all agree on this according to Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
So faith is a product of the word of God. True? Yes. What would happen in this verse if we substituted the word of God in there? Listen how this reads. And this will bring great clarity to you. It says, now the word of God is the substance of things hoped for. And the word of God is the evidence of things not seen. So right here, the, 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 the writer begins to tell us the power of the word of God. Faith right here is based on the word. Abraham did not waver at the promises of God. He did not waver because God said it. And God is the one who will ultimately do it. I just keep trusting God. Just keep believing God. Just keep saying, you know what, this is what God said. This is what God said. Verse 2. For by it. What's the it right here? For by faith. Better stated. For by the word of God. The elders. And the elders are the Old Testament saints. Many of whom right here. Are mentioned in this chapter. It says. For by it. The word of God. The elders obtained a good testimony. They attained a good report. Now if you were to go through the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Over and over you would see that statement. By faith. By faith, by faith. They did it, they believed God, they trusted God. So guess what? That's the same way me and you receive from, from God right there. I've got to get over and I've got to start trusting God by faith. Verse 3. By faith, by the word of God, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Exactly what we read in Genesis chapter 1. So he said here, the world was framed by the word of God. That word frame means to put into order and equipped for the intended purpose. So watch what happens here in this verse. For by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So God framed this world he put it into order by his words. So when I begin to look at this right here, what faith tries to do with every one of us, when you read scriptures, faith tries to paint a picture on your heart. Faith begins to say, I, I can see this with my eyes of faith. Now it's interesting right here that he said God framed the world with this. So think about a frame. What's in a frame? A picture. When I look at a picture, when I look at a picture of my family that's in a frame, it, it, it's remembrance to me. I can look and say, yeah, that's my wife, that's my kids, that's my grandkids. What else do we frame? Many of you have college degrees. You framed it, and every time you look at that, you think, yeah, I remember that, I remember that. We frame important things, and so those frames are a constant reminder to us of things that have happened. And so when we frame the word of God in our lives, it puts a picture within us. It changes everything. So I begin to look at verse 3 there where it says everything was framed by the word of God. So I can frame my life. I can frame my marriage. I can frame my home all by the word of God. So what I begin to do in every area of my life, I go back in there and I find scriptures and guess what? I frame it. 
and I look at that frame, and it's a continual reminder day by day by day. And so I'm meditating on this today. I have a big picture in my office, and it has one of my favorite verses on there. It says, and this is Psalm 65, 11. It says, the Lord crowns my year with his goodness, and my paths drip with abundance. And so there's not a day go by that I don't look at that frame picture and it constantly reminds me that my father has crowned my year with his goodness and he said that my past drip with his abundance. So today, what are you doing to frame the areas of your life in accordance with the word of God? And I thought you guys would shout at that. I thought, man, I got, I got to get a bunch of frames up in my heart. I got to get a bunch of frames up. That's what happens when we begin to write the word of God. You frame it. And just as God framed the world into order by the word of that, his words, that's the same with me and you. You start framing things. You get a hold of that and you look every day. Let it be, let the word of God be a continual reminder. Ooh, I thank you. God's delivered me out of the power of darkness. Where's that? That's Colossians 1.13. Where I begin to see those things. And it paints a picture. And you know what? If God said he's delivered me out of the power of darkness, you know what? He's done it. But too many times we don't choose to believe it. But the more I hear the word of God, the more faith comes. The more faith comes, the more I begin to act on the word of God. And I receive it. Go with me to Joshua 6. Joshua 6. Man, I gave you a great opportunity to yell tonight and you didn't do it. Joshua chapter 6. Get in the word and God will get into you again. Now, this is a great passage here. Because the Israelites, if you'll remember this, they had been promised a place called the promised land. A land that flows with milk and honey. Woo, that means everything they had ever needed. But they didn't walk in it for 40 years. So the great man of God, Moses, he dies. And God tells Joshua, you're going to lead him in, buddy. You're going to lead And he says to him in Joshua 1, he said, you're going to have to be strong and good courage. But we're in Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. Now understand, Jericho was the first city that they were going to take. Verse 2. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given you Jericho into your hand, and its king and the mighty men of valor. Now understand, when he said this to Joshua... This was a promise. Joshua at this time had not gone into Jericho, but isn't it interesting that God is calling those things that be not as though they are? And he said, Joshua, you go in there and it's yours, buddy. So Joshua right here, he has the same opportunity that me and you do when we see the word of God in our lives. I can believe it or I can doubt it. So just in verse 2, and the Lord said... To Felix. And the Lord said to Bob. And the Lord said to Jane. And the Lord said to Arlen. So I'm going to tell you right here. Now when we read the things of the scripture. These things are written to us too. So he says in here. I've given you all these things. And isn't it interesting that he said to him the word see. He said see I've given you these things. So you know what God is doing right here. He's trying to paint a picture within Joshua and saying. Look what I've given you. Can you see it with the eye of faith, buddy? 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So God right here is trying to move this man Joshua to say, listen, buddy, just trust me. Just trust me. Just believe my word, okay? Verse 3. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around all the city once, and this you shall do for six days. So God said, I'm giving you the city, buddy. And here's what you're going to do. For six days, you march around that city one time. Got it? Verse 4. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. Now this is interesting because this whole verse is seven. Seven priests, seven trumpets, seven days, and you'll blow the trumpet seven times. Now, can you imagine Joshua sitting there listening to everything God's telling him? Okay, we're going to march around the city six days in a row for one time. Then on the seventh day, we're going to march around it seven times and we're going to blow the horn seven times. That's utterly ridiculous, Lord. That's stupid. That's one of the goofiest things I've ever heard to do. Why would we do something as ridiculous as that? Because God said. Because God said, if you'll obey me, not just believe me, but if you'll obey me, things will begin to happen. And so again, there's so many things within the word of God that sometimes don't make sense to us, but I still got to not only believe the word of God, I got to act on it. Verse 5, I'm hurrying now. It shall come to pass when, when, it shall come to pass when, They make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people will shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city will fall down flat. And all the people will go up, every man straight before him. God promised him this. He could have believed that promise all day long. And it wouldn't have done him a bit of good. The only time it would have done him good right here is when he began to act on what God told him to do. Again, faith is more than just believing. It's also acting. Oh, goodness. Go go with me to verse 10. Now, Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to shout. Then you shall shout. Now, when I read this, note in there that Joshua commanded them. He said, boys, you gotta be, be, you got to be quiet. And when I look at this, this wasn't a lesson just for them. This was a lesson for me and you. And you know why Joshua told them that? Because he wanted to silence unbelief. Every one of us in this room, when we're standing and we're believing God, we have the capabilities of starting to yak. And start to say things that will counteract the very things that God promised. So Joshua knew here by the the, the Spirit of God. Tell them to shut up. Tell them to be quiet. Because if they don't be quiet, they've had a history for 40 years of murmuring and complaining. Do you know most of the battles of faith are lost one, one inch below your nose? Right there. Right there. We negate the blessings of God because of our stinking mouths. 
And this was a passage right here. And so he said specifically to you. Listen guys. When you're in great challenges in life. And you're believing God. Keep your mouth shut. Because the more I keep my mouth shut. The more I'll begin to focus on. This is what God promised. But when I start opening my mouth. Woo, I get into trouble. And so Joshua knew this right here. And so our refusal to speak doubt and unbelief in our mouth will keep our hearts inclined to God. So when we read this right here, Joshua had to have faith in God's word. But listen, listen real close to me. His believing that God promised him these things was just the starting point. Your believing is just the starting point. If he wouldn't have acted on the things that God told him, he could have believed every bit of that scripture, but nothing would have happened. It would be like me having a key to a car right now. And I could look and say, you know what? I got this key to this 65 Mustang, and I'll guarantee I go in there and put that key in the ignition, I'm going to take off in that thing. You got the key. You got the title deed. But that key will do you no good until you act on it. And you put it in ignition, turn it on, put that car in gear, and then you take off. That's the exact same thing with the Word of God. Everything that we said here about that key is absolutely true. But you will only leave the place where you're, acted, uh, where you're at by acting on the Word of God. And so when Joshua's life, God said to him, I promised you this. But he also said to him, if you don't march around that city and you don't blow that trumpet, nothing happens, Bubba. See, that's big for us to understand that. So I can believe God all day. I believe with all my heart that Jesus said that if you believe I'm the Lord, you'll be saved. I believe that. But you know, just believing he's Lord, it won't save me. He said, if you will believe with all your heart that he's the Lord, and you will confess with your mouth. And so my acting of confession kicks the blessing into order. That's the way faith begins to operate. See, it's the same area of tithing. I believe in tithing. I can sit here and quote Malachi 3.10 to you and say, God said that he'll open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on me. There will not be room enough for me to receive it. He'll rebuke the devourer for my sake, and the fruit of my ground shall not return barren. I'd say, I believe that verse. But until I actually step out and do it, it does me zero good. So always with faith, there's two combinations. There's believing and there's acting. And oh my gosh, you've got to act fast. Go to Joshua, James chapter 1. James chapter 1. You've got to see this, okay? This is what we'll end with tonight. So we go back and look. He told, he told Joshua, here's my promise to you, buddy. But you've got to put a little walkie-walkie with your talkie-talkie. You've got to put your faith into action, okay? You've got to start. See, the, the proof of the faith is, man, when I begin to act on it. I believe in tithing, but the way I show God I believe it is I go ahead and step out and I do it. Is it a step of faith? Absolutely. Absolutely. James chapter 1. Woo, verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Wow. The New American says, prove yourselves doers by obeying the word. Okay? 
So he tells me right here, I, t- I can hear and I can hear, but until I actually do the word. And he goes on to say here, he says, but be doers of the word, not hearers only. And when you just do the uh, uh, hearers only, you deceive yourself. You delude yourself. You fool yourself. And so I can go through life all day I want, believing the scriptures, but until I begin to act on them. Do you believe in prayer? I believe in prayer. Well, do you do it? See again. I got to obey. So he goes, oh my gosh, he goes on to say in verse 23. For if anyone, that's me and you, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. So what this is saying here, I can go before the mirror. And I can look and say, yeah, my, my hair's good tonight. Looks good. Looks good. Kind of sort of. Looks good. But watch what he goes on to say next in verse 24. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately he forgets what kind of man he was. So he's liking that to being a, a hearer of the word, not a doer. And so he goes on to say in verse 25, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, the word of God, and continues in it, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in whatever he does. The Amplified says he will bless in his life of obedience. Wow. That was a mouthful, wasn't it? So I look at this over and over in my life, and I sit there and think, okay, Lord. You give me promise after promise after promise after promise. And there's times I sit there and thought, I, I, I believe those promises. I believe them, but again, if I don't start acting on the Word of God, the Word of God, even though I know it, will not benefit me. And so there's so much that every one of us in this room, we understand about the Word of God, but at times we get frustrated and we say, God, what's going on? Don't you hear this? God's not the issue. I'm going to give you a little humble pie. I'm the issue. And so I got to go back and I got to begin to look and say, you know what? Am I, am I a doer of the Word of God? Do I do what the Word of God says? You know, I can sit here and tell everyone, I believe in healing. But God said, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. So I can look at you all this. I believe in healing. I believe in healing. Believe I speak in the name of Jesus. There's the action. And so again, we've got to put some work with our, our, our Word. We've got to say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm going to obey you. I'm going to live for you. So get you a picture frame. Get you a picture frame. Start marching. Start marching. I'm telling you, start marching. I don't know if any of you ever marched. I tell you, I, I marched around here. The other day, I went around here 50 laps in about 22 minutes. I mean, as fast as I was going. I was marching. I was speaking. The walls were coming down. I mean, I, I was going so fast. That that's why I stayed a little bitty. I was going so fast, I was spitting. <laughs> Just blasting things, blasting things. And after I'd gotten around here so many times, I just started shouting. I started shouting by faith and saying, Father God, I believe you, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you. So again, man, I, I got to get a hold of the Word of God. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.